0: Hi, welcome back to season two of the Engine Room podcast. I'm Millie, marketing manager at Finally and producer of this podcast. This is the podcast where we interview marketing managers from across the manufacturing industry. And with our combined knowledge, we provide you with the best tips and resources you can use to achieve your business growth goals. This episode is super special because we welcomed John and Miles from the marketing team at Hoffman UK to the Finally offices in Canterbury. So they made the journey down from Birmingham and it was lovely to be able to record an in-person episode at our podcast studio in the Finally offices. The UK branch of the Hoffman Group opened its doors in August 2019. So John and then later Miles had both Brexit and Covid to contend with since the start. But as we hear in this episode today, they have overcome these challenges by sticking to tried and true principles. Any resources mentioned throughout this episode, as always, will be linked in the description box below, as well as where you can find John and Miles on LinkedIn to connect with them. Please like and follow our podcast channel if you enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome back to the latest in our uh, Engine Room podcast, and today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined face to face, as you can see right here, um, for our first ever guest in the studio, um, to John and Miles from Hoffman Group. Welcome along, thank you for having us, um, guys. Do you want to introduce yourselves firstly, talk about sort of what you get up to in the business? I'll
2: let you
3: go first, Miles. Okay, I'm the digital marketing specialist, so it could be from the website to emails. Um, social media, um, Google Ads, anything that's just digital for the marketing side. Quite a small remit then. Yeah, just a small little
2: bit. <laughs> very, very small, he's not very busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm John, I'm the marketing manager at Hoffman Group. Um, been there since we launched in the UK. Um, so just coming up on four years now, um, which has gone very quickly, I must admit. Uh, Miles, you joined us? What about? Yeah. A year, a year and, and, and a half ago, yeah. 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 Yeah, cool.
1: So, I mean, what, uh, is, is the marketing team you two? Is there more people that are hidden?
2: It is, unfortunately, just us two. And it was just me up until Miles um, joined. Uh, we obviously have support from a, a central marketing function at our head office in, in Munich. Yep. Um, but, you know, it, it's quite hard sometimes because the, the German market is quite different to the UK market. Yeah. We, um, we have some challenges, let's say.
1: I mean, that is an interesting point. Obviously, we work with some other clients similarly, you know, uh, either German or American head officers that have quite a different opinion to marketing than we do here in the UK. I mean, how how do you overcome
2: that? Um, well, we get labelled as disruptive is, is how we overcome it because we, we do what we believe in. Um, we're lucky enough to have the full support of our MD, um, Tim, who's a great MD. Um, but it... You know, Hoffman has been going for over 100 years. It's well established in Europe. Mm. In the UK, no one really knows who we are still, so it's all about awareness. And obviously things that work in Germany, when you're a household brand, yeah. don't work in the UK because it's all about awareness. Yeah,
1: totally. And I think, you know, so is there a larger marketing team in Germany than
2: yourselves? Uh Yeah, there's, I think... Group marketing is about 60 people. Wow. Yeah. Um, big so investment. It, it, is a big, it is a big team um, <laughs> compared to just, uh, yeah, just two just us, of us yeah. in, in the UK. <laughs> just the two um, but in terms of overcoming it, obviously you, you fight your corner, you put your opinions forward. Um, Brexit probably helped us as much as it caused issues in terms of deliveries and, and, and whatnot. Um, but I think as well, because we're a new team in the UK, but we've earned respect that and they know that we might be kind of disruptive, it's for a reason you know. Yeah.
1: But what I mean you know kind of for, for people listening that maybe are like yourself a single person in the marketing team like how did you take that next step how did you kind of get that stakeholder buy-in to expand your team?
2: I being completely honest and open I think it's the only way to, to be. Um, Just in in life in general, not just business, but just be transparent, tell it how it is and and have have those, you know, sometimes awkward conversations, Conversations, you know, um, and you reach a point where you can't do everything because, well, you end up doing a lot of things badly then, Um, but obviously Miles was um, signed off with, with relative ease. So that's great yeah that.
1: I mean it's the conversations I have quite regularly and you know kind of a bugbear of mine if you like is the, the the way that marketing is often spoken about as a cost not an investment and you know where should it be sat on the P&L and you know should you be getting 100% ROI on spend and conversations you know I, I speak to I was speaking to companies, company you know they're like 25 million turnover mm-hmm. and said oh we're struggling to get some leads I said, oh, right, and what, do you, you know, what have you invested in marketing in the last 12 months? They said £10,000. <laughs> and I was like, well, there's your problem. Um, you know, I mean, I'm an advocate of, of kind of a company spending you know, 5% of their turnover on marketing, which sounds like a huge amount, but actually the UK average in 2022. There was a Gartner report, actually, I, I shared on LinkedIn recently, which is 6.5%. And it's, that was pre-pandemic, it was 9 So, you know, to say five is actually on the lower side, whereas a lot of people won't even spend Mm. 0.2. But I think, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, you're expanding your team and there's a larger team in in Europe. You know, the investment into marketing pays off. Um, You know, you do end up getting results and it's a bit more longer term thinking. um, But, you know, there's, as you say, you can't do it all. Uh, Even working with agencies like ours, you know, like that's why we fit in with some companies is because we work with marketing teams to deliver where they don't want to hire 25 people. Um, You know, they want to deliver a bigger campaign or have a different idea um, but there's still investments into it. But, you know, it's really great to see that, you know, you guys are actually investing in people in the UK which is, you know, something that not everyone's doing.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, we've we've grown from from launch. We launched officially in the UK in in August 2019 uh, and we had about a head count of under 30 and obviously we'd, we'd nearly doubled that then yeah and for um, a pandemic yes yeah. yeah well after yeah literally six months after yeah. launching we went into covid and, and everyone had to go and work from home um which was quite hard when you're trying to get a new team together and, and mm. you know build um a culture and, and confidence and everything um yeah so we went through that we went through brexit um it's uh, it's been yeah it's been a hell of a ride over the last yeah. year and our challenges that we have. We've with, them for sure. I said earlier, twenty twenty two percent growth um, from from last year. which is amazing, uh, isn't it? Um, yeah, you know, and you know that's we need to achieve the same again this year.
1: How do you, or how do your stakeholders, you know, measure the kind of impact marketing has on that
2: growth? Um, it's interesting because, like as you kind of alluded to earlier, it's um, you know. How tangible is marketing? What's, what's the return? So some things are easy to measure. So like when you're doing some of the digital stuff, yeah. you can easily get. So the Google Ads reporting, I mean, it's yeah. right there. and yeah, there, yeah, you yeah. know, I can handle oh, it easily. Hide. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but even then, you can say like, oh, that's had like five thousand percent return yeah. on investment. But what does that mean in pound notes? Because yeah, mm. that's a big number.
1: Exactly. And I'll be honest, marketing agencies are notoriously bad at using big. Numbered percentages. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, what's the reality? I'm yeah. not a massive fan of it. Look, I'm not saying we've never done it. Of course, we have. They appear in reports because if there is a 2,000% increase, there is a 2,000% increase. But it's where's your benchmark? Where's yeah. your line? If you're going from zero to 2,000, yeah. brilliant. But you know, or are you going from a million to 20 million? You know, like there's a big difference. We um, have,
2: we we actually kind of away from marketing a little bit, but we did a, a trial tour with a, a customer which lasted a, a few years. <laughs> the increase in efficiency was like 150,000. Yeah, it's like that can't be right. <laughs> that can't be right. And then it's like, well, if you use that as, as a marketing message, yeah, people aren't going to believe no. it because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's actually true. <laughs>
1: but it's that, like you so say, it's taking it back to something that's tangible, isn't it? So, like, what did, what did that equate to in pound notes? And if you say, you know, there was a, I don't know, fifty thousand pounds additional profit. That's going to be speaking to
2: the right person. to Go well. I'd, I'm interested in fifty thousand mm. profit. You know. that, that was what we did, yeah. um, to be honest, and it was, uh, it was just over forty thousand pound saving mm. per annum, which is you know, yeah. fairly substantial for a definitely a manufacturing business. And very
1: tangible as well. So yeah, I think it's about you know taking taking the realities marketing and delivering it to a, delivering the right message to the right people, isn't it? Which is marketing, is mean, it's full sense finding the audience and delivering the right message you kind of almost have to do that internally to your stakeholders as well no, like, absolutely who do you yeah, yeah, need yeah. to say what to and what do they yeah. need to see do they want a massive percentage or do they want a physical number
3: yeah that, thing like so, yeah you, you're marketing to your customers you also have to market to your internal yeah. team just so they can get the message yeah. across if your internal customers
2: yeah. yeah yeah and it and it's it's hard depending on what kind of person you are because like you know whenever you do like uh Feedback within the business communication comes up. It's like we need to communicate more. It's like, okay, well, yeah, we think we're good at communicating, but in terms of marketing, it's like we just get a job done and then we move on to the next thing. Mm. And people are kind of almost saying, "Well, you should be chatting about that." But yeah, we're, we're not like we're not those people. <laughs> always, no. hey, we've done this. Look,
1: yeah. I think um, you, I think that's a really good point, though. Like sometimes almost take a step back and actually look at the successes you had um, and actually appreciate them and celebrate them. I mean, that actually leads me really well on to my next question, which is, um, you know, what have been the major marketing successes for you guys? That was a good segue. Wasn't it that was. <laughs> perfect. Well done.
2: Uh, I think you'll agree, Miles, it's probably the, the video yeah, the kind of case the cases that, we've, that we've done. That we've been doing. Yeah, they've
3: helped just reinforce the message, what, what we're all about, what savings we can make. Um, when we've got our application technicians in. Um, you know, they they can weigh up different tooling of ours, our own brands, Grants and Holex and just say, This can perform so much better or, you know, what what's the percentage? They'll do an in depth report mm. and get those actual percentages, numbers and cost savings as well. So yeah. the the key
2: thing is really, it's um for us it, it's it's not about just Shifting boxes. It's about having a relationship with, yeah. with the customer, and not all customers necessarily want the relationship that that we offer because we, you know, we really want to become um, invested in their business. So a lot of people will look at kind of like the price of the product, where our product might actually be six times more expensive. So they said, "I'm not buying that." But when you look at what it can do in terms of it will last fifty times longer. Yeah. It will, you know. Reduce your cycle times it will increase efficiency in it, and it's it's trying to educate people I think that's what the video case studies. yeah work. it moves away from just the
3: piece you know price of the piece itself more than what else we can it can deliver so yeah
1: which is you know again what marketing is all about isn't it it's about kind of trying to find out are you comparing apples with apples and yeah, you know do you, how do you break that down so that people can... and kind of, you know the, the word that I picked up there from yourself was education I mean we're massive advocates for education we try and do it with our clients you know um actually the book behind us there marcus sheridan they ask you answer is a book that we you know um kind of did i would say help to revolutionize that thought process particularly in in b2b where you know we are by nature the the industry is very hidden they don't want to talk about pricing they don't want to like oh you can't talk we can't we can't tell you how much that's going to cost Say so, well, why? <laughs> yeah. So because has it got a price? Yeah. Okay. Well, what is the price? Well, you know, it's bespoke to everybody. Okay. Well, is it a million pounds? No, it's not a million pounds. Is it a pound? No. So we're already somewhere between a million and one. So let's just narrow that down. You know, and I think that that education builds trust, trust in a brand, trust in you know the the, the promise that it's going to deliver. No, absolutely. And that's where you get repeat customers. And you know, fundamentally, marketing is about. Warming those people up and taking them on a journey. You know, we're not we're not here to just instantly sell. Neither are you. You know, yes, a PPC ad, if you are running one, is that's the tangible, trackable. Someone's clicked it. Did they buy? Yes or no? But it's all that background work. It's all of the education, trust in the case study videos, social media. That kind of you have to be there and go on a journey with your customers because they're not always going to be ready to buy. But what you want to do oh, is I'm when sorry. they are ready to buy. Yeah. They think of Hoffman, right?
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. And then you're talking about prices, is it quid or is it a million quid? And, it, and that comes back to what I said about transparency. Mm. You know, it's just be open and honest and just, yeah. you know. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's not always easy to get messages across. No. And I think that's why you've got to, you know, we, we try to use every channel we've got um, because each, each channel has... As its part to play, you know, so mm-hmm. people it's will say to well, audiences, not like it? Yeah, no, absolutely, and you know, you know, well, why are you put an advert in a magazine? Well, yeah, but that magazine, that advert in itself is not going to do anything, but as part of all the different channels, and, you know, if the message is consistent and it has to be, yeah, then that's that's how you get that across. I mean, it's what, people have to see something seven times or something for it to. I
1: think it's. 17, Now they're saying, yeah, average touch points. some people, I think. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's also like the time, you know, time is not always right, but like, uh, you know, again, analogy I mean, that I, I use Being is
2: the, at the forefront of someone's mind when the opportunity arises. 100%, yeah. which I talk about McDonald's
1: for that, because McDonald's, we all know who McDonald's are, we all recognise their brand, we're probably all a mile away from a McDonald's at any given time. But, but they, they market, they spend a billion dollars a year on marketing and, you, and some people, but why? And it's exactly that, that, the reason they have a billboard on the side of the motorway is because if you're hungry and you see that, you might respond. If that's Burger King's or you know, other restaurant, that you're probably likely to go in there because they've done the work to get you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's the same with marketing, it's about being there, being consistent with your messaging, um, delivering the content across channels, the same uh, formatted for the right channels for that audience. You know, it might be a t- slight tweak or repurposing of content. But you know, you know, like TikTok for example, now we're starting to have conversations with clients around TikTok, and they're like, "Oh, our customers aren't on TikTok, but actually they are. Um, they might not be there for work purposes, but they might be doing or having a social themselves in an evening, and actually it's you can be, yeah, messages, yeah, just subliminally around building that brand awareness." You know, there are some big brands that you just would not expect to be on TikTok or on TikTok my and doing daughter, really well. My daughters are
2: on TikTok, <laughs> I literally 24 hours a day, doesn't matter. <laughs> but
1: that's the next generation. And I guess as marketers, we have to be open to that
2: thought process
1: that, you know, what we see right in front of us might not always be the answer. And actually, you know, let the data lead us on that journey. I'm sure, you know, in digital, you're, you're like myself. It's about numbers data, mm. tracking it, changing it, certain things are gut feel. certain things are, let's yeah. try that idea, but you need to measure things to see if it's working.
2: Absolutely, I think, you know, you said they're like, try something, I think, you know, there's, there's no exact science mm. to, to having success in, in marketing, no. but, you know, don't be afraid to try it, and if it doesn't work, if it fails, then don't worry about it, just move on, you but know, right, try exactly. something else.
1: And having that mindset, I think, you know, uh, You know, top tip for anyone listening in marketing, there is no silver magic bullet. And I think we can all pro- admit to that. Um, you know, it is about logic. It's about, you know, doing the
2: things that you have to do, but
1: just doing it really well.
2: Um, well, I've, it's about understanding your, your customer, your target yeah. target market. Um, and, and to do that, you've got to get close to your customers. You've got to talk to your customers um, and reach a level in that relationship where they give you open honest feedback mm. because if they don't you know a lot of the time they can just kind of slip service and then yeah. you walk out know, you and the next supplier comes in and yeah. you know Sales um, cycle but that, I
1: think that's also <laughs> the, the difference between um, probably what the last five maybe ten years but definitely last five the acceleration into digital um, you know and the fact that actually sales and marketing have to work together I think probably, you know, if you look 10 years ago, they were like almost walls between
2: the teams in businesses. Like, you know, oh, marketing. I think I in, in some businesses. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. Um, but, I mean, that that is, you know, marketing is a support function to sales because businesses need sales. They need to, you know, have revenue. They need to make margin. Um, and it, if you don't have an interest in sales and what sales number is each month, then... Well, what's the point in marketing? You know, it's, it's not just about pretty pictures is it? It's about we need the business. Yeah. But
1: it, arguably you also need that sales team to understand your role, your Correct. function yep. so yeah. that yeah. they can feed back with constructive advice. That's it. And like, they, they can
3: understand the customers more because they speak to them. Yeah. So yeah. Why are yeah. your
1: customers asking you um, why aren't those those leads that we, we've we produced they're not right? Fine. But can you give us a bit more insights to why they're yeah. not right? So that we can Make changes to what we're doing to deliver better customers, yeah, um, and and some some teams, it's like a battle, which it shouldn't be. You know, hopefully, it's it's not for you guys. You know, but um, that is if if you align that and you're all set with one vision, we're trying to achieve this. We're going to do it collectively. You work together to improve, tweak, change. Both marketing and sales have huge success.
3: Yeah. I we, we've been working closer closely with our sales team, we? especially like the inside sales. Mm. Um, and I think we're at a good point, aren't we? We, just, we understand each
2: other, what yeah, we're trying it, to achieve and... It, it, it is, you know, that relationship is essential. Hmm. Um, and I think as well, within the UK, you know, we started off as, we're still a, a relatively small team for for what we do as a business compared to, like, Hoffman globally, but I think as a management team, um, we are... So aligns and together in, and, and into where we're actually going together, as a business, yeah. that makes a massive difference. It, it really does. Um, but yeah, if you haven't got a relationship with sales and you're in marketing, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. No, this
1: is like. So we've obviously had a chat there about some some successes. How about um, how about not not failures, but say challenges that particularly in in manufacturing engineering, you know, as a, as an industry. Arguably that some We're a little bit behind Other industry sectors You know I mean what challenges Have you guys Come up against uh, I know you, you've probably Got one challenge in, in that cultural difference But is there anything else?
3: Yeah <laughs> Don't <lie to> me <laughs> uh, Yeah Miles, I mean, Miles himself is yeah. a challenge <laughs> <laughs> Yes I am the challenge <laughs> uh, No I mean we, With You know the current uh, What's happening globally um, Especially on the raw Prices more Raw material, um, you know, we've had to. That's played a part in a challenge, um, just getting the message across. That you know, some prices might be increasing, some have, um, which you know, it's always you don't want to do that. It's always going to, you know, disrupt customers slightly, or yeah. you know. Um, so that's been something, but we've had to get our message across that, you know, we've had to take that action. Yeah, um, I mean, we've we've
2: absorbed. Um, we yeah didn't, didn't have we, yeah we've it's delayed wild. it as much as we yeah. could yeah. Um, and even then it's not been you know some suppliers have, have you know passed on to us 10-15% mm. increases but we haven't we haven't passed it on we may have had I think we've, what, we have 5% or 4.7% um, um, you know because it, you've got to be realistic yeah and again with for us in the UK um, it, it's you know we're still new Um as much as some of our competitors uh, have had increases, I'm not going to say, "Oh, well, we didn't have an increase when, you know, they did." But it, it's it's about the relationships and it's that trust trustworthiness. Well, it yeah. comes back to honest, transparent conversations. Mm. Um, I think the other challenge we've had was we um, so we have a warehouse in the UK uh, which we quadrupled the size of last year um, just just due to demand, and I guess you know, the, the COVID situation kind of played part in that initially. Um, but a lot of our stuff ships from Germany on a, on a next day service and we've invested, the group has invested heavily in, kind of a. I think it's the biggest um, distribution and, and warehouse within our industry and it's wow. part of it's automated with, with robots flying here there and everywhere. Massive, massive projects I mean it's, it's a massive place isn't it? It is, it's, um, it's huge. And with moving from the old warehouse to the new warehouse obviously there's new no system and it, it that did uh, cause a few issues with, with deliveries and, and delays and and whatnot but you know um moving forward it's going to be brilliant and we've just had to have that bit of pain yeah so to, to get the successful to I get through yeah but again um, it's
1: you know same same words repetitive transparency honesty if you communicate that message to your customers, say, look, we know we're going for a tough time, we know it's having an effect on you, we apologise, this is the reasons why, this is why we're doing it, for the benefit, they'll be supportive of that nine times out of ten. I think it's if you didn't say anything mm. or you tried to make out maybe, oh, it's not our fault or it's other <laughs> people's fault. You know, I think any of that, it's, about, it's just about being trusted. And, and if you build those long-term relationships, um, you know, you do that. And, and for me, that's where marketing plays a key part. Yeah. You know, salespeople will sell and they'll go and have those relationships. But if marketing are supporting that with great, you know, consistent evidence of success, those case studies you talk about, uh, you know, messages about new product or, you know, how you're helping, you know, not only the your community, but maybe maybe externally as a group, you're supporting sustainability or whatever. The things are happening outside as long as that message is being communicated you're constantly building a
3: good picture of of the business i mean as, as you said on the first question where you were saying that the industry has its challenges mm-hmm. as well it's like with our guaranteed savings plan we've identified that it's 0.4 percent what people look at saving isn't it but we look at not just that just on the price of things so where we look at how we can save you in other areas as well, unlike... Yeah. like. Um, yeah, it's not just about the price of the product. Yeah. about What that product
2: will do for you, and it will reduce labour costs. It will. Yeah. Increase totally. so we've, ide- we've
3: identified that challenge that you know, the industry normally just focuses on the price. Price. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to take a different twist on it. So we've got our guarantee saying. Comes back account. to education again. Yeah.
1: Um, and that's breaking that down, and that's probably a longer term investment that you know you you as a marketing team of, kind of you're hanging your hat on that. And it might not play right now, but probably in the years to come, you know, you can become known for that. You can become known. Oh well, we trust these guys because they've always spoken about this in this way, um, and we can rely upon it. Whereas, you know, if a new person came in and tried to be disruptive in that respect, then they've got to earn that trust. Mm. They've, got to, they've got to prove it. You know, we talk here at finally about show not tell. You know, you've actually got to show those savings. You've got to show the evidence. You've got to get your customers you know, on video and, and uh, you know,
2: talking to you to, it can't
1: be you guys saying it, it's got to be coming from people that are, like, on the end of receiving no, the benefits.
2: Absolutely, and it's, you know, it, we, we as part of that, that process, um, not just with the Guaranteed Savings Plan, but the way we work with our customers is we have um, what we call OSRs, so we have um, an operational savings report, and it's just a piece of paper, but it details what savings we've had, the customer has to sign it, we sign it and whilst that doesn't look particularly sexy but the point is when you've got a big wadge of OSRs yeah this year we've saved our customers like 200,000 pounds 150 grand or yeah. whatever you think you know what well, that's really powerful yeah Helps you
1: with your next campaign message as well. Absolutely. Cool, cool. So, yeah, kind of gets to this time in the podcast where I always like to ask the guests about um, top tips. So, like, what are your three top tips for kind of marketing managers or marketing teams um, in, in the industry?
2: Drink heavily. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, I've, we've touched on it numerous times, but be open and honest with, within the team, mm-hmm. um, within the wider team across the business um, and be organised and plan, I mean, yeah. would you? Yeah, I, I'd say, yeah,
3: plan, make sure, you know, what's going on um, and just keep things simple, don't yeah. overcomplicate it, you know, you, you want, if, if a customer sees something that's overcomplicated, the message might
2: get lost, yeah. just keep yeah. it simple, yeah. the customer knows what's going on. Yeah, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. That that. Yeah. You, know, you don't need to overcomplicate things. No. For the sake of it, just. And um, I, I guess a lot of times we we'll, we'll, we almost do that, and then you kind of rein yourself back and say, "No, actually, let's just." We've added it. some marketing
1: fluff there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can Take that off. <laughs> um, uh, cool, cool. Well, yeah, great. I think I think that's pretty pretty standard. Um, you know, and that's definitely keeping it straightforward and honest is is the way forward. And,
2: yeah, d- Don't don't be afraid to try stuff. It doesn't work, it doesn't work, and then just just move on. You know, yeah, no, definitely
1: like that one. So, how about um, marketing resources? Then is there like a great book that you've read? Is there any other great podcasts that you could listen to? um, This is the only one. (laughs) 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 Newsletters to sign up to.
3: I mean, for for me, um, social media. That's just seeing what everyone else is doing, understanding you know what could work for them, how we could integrate that for us yeah um so that's definitely social media for me
1: is there any particular people you follow or accounts um, that people should look out for
3: it's just in general um it's various different brands yeah. just you know seeing how creative people can be um how creative we can then be yeah um, and just taking that to the it, you know
1: and how about um do you actually look to outside the industry for that as
3: well is it is yes yeah outside as well yeah it just whatever works and see how we can then implement it for
2: us. I think that's what you just said there. That's quite an interesting point because I'm, well, neither of us were from the industry. So my background was kind of like, it's always been B2B but more building and construction products. Mm. So, you know, I'm still learning on the whole manufacturing, engineering processes and and it blows my mind. But marketing skills can be transferable. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get stuck with Particular industry, and I think I think when you have worked in different industries, you pick up different things, yeah, things um, to try. Exactly, yeah. In terms of books, um, not that it's necessarily a marketing book, um, but we, as a management team, we read um, Netflix No Rules Rules, okay. um, which is all about Netflix and how it started and how they don't have any rules in terms of <laughs> certain things. So, they you know take as many holidays as you want yeah. if you think you deserve it. Just just do it and, and yeah. we, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm not. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you about. See you next week. You have enough holidays. But yeah, we, we read that, and it, you know, we've we've taken some of those elements on, on board. Yeah, that's uh, great. I haven't. I haven't come we cross that. that one, so I'll add oh, that to my list. It, it, it is it is a good book. Um, I keep trying to get Miles to read it,
1: but get the audio version. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I apply some
2: of that to, to Miles. You know, I yeah. will let him get on with it, and you know, everyone should have. 100% trust to begin with and yeah you know Treat if adults you. like adults huh?
1: um cool I well, appreciate that yeah I'm going to get that on my list for sure um so kind of just to wrap up really what's next what's what's 2023 looking like for you guys you know what, any any uh, reveal first reveals we can have on the show or well no,
2: you've thrown us uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh well we'll have we do have some new product launches um cool coming this year um I'm not going to say any more about that, we'll keep <laughs> that a little bit of a secret. Um, but uh, 2023 has started ridiculously busy, um, it will continue to be busy, um, and we've got quite a a big sales number to hit this year, um, so it will be all about integrated campaigns to, to make sure we hit that number. Uh, but there's not, 2024 with, with MAC exhibition, that'll be a big focal point, but this year with the the new team that we've got, it, it's about kind of consolidating what we've been doing. We know what works well and we'll do that and look for the uh, return yeah. and then hitting that sales number.
1: Excellent. Well, honestly, thanks so much for making the effort to come down and join me in real life. It's, it's been, been a, a pleasure. We will stick in all of the, the comments below to find uh, the guys' socials and you can connect with them, um, find out what they're up to, and obviously look out for those product launches in the future. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Engine Room and uh, very much welcome you to the next.
0: Thank you so much to John and Miles for coming on The Engine Room today and especially for travelling down to Canterbury to record an in person episode. It's been so, so lovely getting to know you and we look forward to meeting you and hopefully everyone listening at Southern Manufacturing in February.